starting. It's off and running. It's off and running. So how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? That's that's good. I'm all right. I'm kind of tired. Um, we our front tree our in the in the front of the house we have this gigantic ash tree mm-hmm. and it pretty much died. And so I've been trying to get prepared for the people to come and cut it down because it's so big. I didn't want to do it by myself. You know, chainsaw myself through the middle of my head or something. So I didn't that would be that. bad. But uh, other than that, it's fine. Um, you know, it's been kind of a tough week. Uh, I've gotten so fat that my elastic waistband don't snap back anymore. So that's kind of unfortunate. Same. <laughs> that's how this whole episode's going to start. <laughs> I've gotten so fat that. <laughs> my elastic waistband does not snap back. I mean, you could do it something. It almost rhymes. It's like it did. Song. I was going to say, you could do something with that. It could be like the new uh, Fruit of the Looms logo or something. Oh, Are you yeah, so yeah. fat that it don't snap back? There you go. You need to put the waistband in there because if you say it don't snap back, that could be something, you know, taken all kinds of different ways. So we have a cool interview scheduled today. Ruby Dice, did you know that she's known as the queen of denim disco? I did not. I'm looking so forward to hearing about denim disco because I have no idea what that means. Good, good. And welcome to Sound Pollution. We just start this way now. <laughs> we just start fat and talk about denim disco. That's what we, we start do. start fat and it gets worse from there. <laughs> what, what the fuck was just in your hands? That's my towel. I've been, uh, I was outside moving lumber. But see, it looked like. A stuffed animal that you press to your Did lips it? and then you put it down. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he doing? I was thirsty. Oh, <sighs> and now we're off to the interview. That's just going to, mm-hmm. that's where it's ending. I can't. Okay. <laughs> that was fantastic. Oh my God. Hello. Hello. How are y'all doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. (laughs) Ruby, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate you. This is Sound Pollution. I want you to just start off really easy and just tell everybody about yourself. Um, My name is Ruby Dice. Uh, I play bass guitar for the most part. Uh, I do play other instruments, but bass is my home bass. (laughs) Um, I am a songwriter based out of Austin, Texas. There's a whole lot I could I could tell you. Um, I, 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 when I first moved to town, I uh, I was playing bass for everybody and their cousin. Um, I, I moved with a Colorado band, and that dissipated after a minute. And uh, after that, I was I was playing bass with everybody. And then uh, I don't know. After a time, it just kind of morphed into me writing a bunch of songs, and it, it that kind of took over. It felt like that was being more fruitful than anything else I was doing. So kind of went in that direction. You, I, I was reading up on you, and I actually know a lot about you because we were in Austin about this pretty close to the same time I started getting my band up and going, and you came to town. Yeah. And so, yeah. but outside of that, you probably didn't even know I existed. Come on, don't even act like you know. Oh man. <laughs> That, don't put her on I, the spot like that. It's That's true, not, man. I, <laughs> it's true. I was, I was following around, uh, man, I was following around my, my fella, and that was about it, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Oh, no. So I was looking at your stuff online. You're known as the queen of denim disco. Yes. 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 And I thought that was very catchy. And then in 2013, it said you moved to Texas with the goal of adding textures of Austin music to your Colorado country vibe. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, and when I say Colorado country, there's a, there's a lot of hippie influences in in that mix. Um, Colorado country is definitely a, um, I don't know, what, whatever makes people move out there is kind of what what flies. So uh, it, it feels similar vibes from Texas, but try to try to make everything me in the process of writing these songs. When did you first start writing your own music? Oh gosh, um, my first song. I think I was eight years old. My I grew up in a in a family band. Uh, we we played for the church, 
so I'm sure it was some song about Jesus or something. But um, yeah, that's eight years old was my first song uh, that I had written out, and then um, after that, like I took a long time to really enjoy writing songs. Like it wasn't until recently that like I really took to it and really started uh, exploring and researching and and figuring out what it is to be a songwriter. So also when I was reading up on you, it said your primary co-writer is Callaway Rich. Yes. Yeah. His name is wrong. I'm not going to get into that. Okay. (laughs) I'm just not going to get into it. It's a weird name. So my question feel better i'm marrying him and and i called him rich for two years his first name's callaway but i, I you know what <laughs> when you get married you can call him bitch yeah hey hey that's a, that'll work that'll yeah. work <laughs> um, so my question is is he's kind of like uh has been dubbed as your primary co-writer so could you provide a little insight into how y'all two write songs together you know a lot of times um He'll have something, and, like, we, we live together, and um, so that <gasps> kind of just makes Sinners. Me, I know, we are. Yeah, it's full-on, full-on sinners. <laughs> Proud of it, too. <laughs> um, uh, that's okay. Yeah. That's going to be a, a very crowded bus on the way to hell, and I'm I'm driving, so. <laughs> hey, hey, you're my favorite bus driver so far. Oh, so. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time. We're taking detours and shit. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. um no i mean he's my primary writing partner just because uh, basically out of convenience like he's just always here and i'm like hey i'm having i'm struggling on this line and i'll I'll show him the song that i'm working on and give him the the idea and the backstory of what it's about and until uh yeah the the fun part is when you're writing breakup songs and he's like hey babe are are we okay (laughs) (laughs) he's like i just need to feel like i touched the such base for a second yeah Yeah. so so basically just because he's there, and yeah, yeah. I'm gonna write breakup songs. It, I'm not gonna tell you when it's gonna happen. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna do 50 in a row, and hopefully you'll catch on, kind of thing. Yeah, you get to help write it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be no, like, I get to collect royalties. It's true. It's true. You know, hate, hate is a is a fun thing to write about. I tell you what. <laughs> Easy to write about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who who would you say are your main influences? Gosh, kind of all over the place. Um, it's not God, you, Brent. It's not you, Brent. <laughs> God damn it! Just why can't one <laughs> guest just pretend? <laughs> there was like when's your birthday again? Here. Mine? Oh, oh his. I, when's your oh, birthday again? No, very okay. soon. That's bullshit. When's your birthday? Saturday. This Saturday? Fuck yeah! I didn't know that. You know who's coming over? Ray Keynes. I'm gonna make oh. him sing, sing I smoke a pipe song. He needs to sing Happy Birthday. I haven't no. heard that song. You have oh, it's so God. good. It's really, really. Ray Keynes is really great. He um, says it's about tobacco, but he's a fucking liar. <laughs> I am gonna text you on your birthday and tell you that you are my most inspiring songwriting friend. Just I just make know you you're feel lying. better. You're so I'm sarcastic. actually not super lying, just a little. I'm sorry, Ruby. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Wait, what were we saying? I said, who are your in- I'm sorry, who are your Oh, my influences. Influence? Sorry. <laughs> I got really into what we were talking about. <laughs> we do that all here. Don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, my influences, um, Nora Jones was a big one uh, just mm-hmm. because, like, um, outside of church music, there wasn't a whole lot that we were allowed to listen to until I got a disc man, and then they couldn't hear what was going on in yeah, my ears. Was- yep. <laughs> Headphones were a blessing. Yeah, um, Pink, I loved Pink, um, mm. and my mom loved Pink, surprisingly, um, and then, uh, I don't know, like, No Doubt was a big one, um, it kind of goes all over the spectrum, um, I listened to a lot of, uh, um, gosh, just everybody, everybody in there, anything I could get a hold of that was fun to listen to, I listened to metal there for a minute, and then I, I listened to punk, and then I, I listened to classical for a hot second, um, so, yeah, it really just depended. If it was moving, I was listening to it. Um, so you didn't, like, pigeonhole yourself when it no. came to influences? I noticed that, I noticed that in your music as well. It's very fluid. It kind of bounces around genres. Um, and I'm going to get to one of those songs in just a second. But have you heard Pink's new song yet? No, I haven't. She put it out three days ago, and people are trying to 
people of certain certain people are trying to cancel her. Oh, cancel her. They can't. Yeah, they're trying because she got out there and was like, you're all acting like fucking assholes, basically. And it's my body. And fuck you. (laughs) So all over TikTok right now, it's like, go find her video and like it. Yeah. Yeah. So that she has so much. Right now, it's there's as many dislikes as likes on it today. I'll have to share it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I put it on my Facebook. I just was like, we're surprised Pink is telling somebody to go fuck themselves. This is a surprise yeah, for everybody. That, that one, that's been going on. And then, like, the rage against the machine. Everybody is like, I was really disappointed. They were so political. And I was like, uh, do your ears work? I was like, they've always been political. Their most famous oh my God. their most famous lyric is, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. I know. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. the greatest line ever. I love that song. Yeah. Didn't their People crowd were, like, light cars out. on fire and stuff after? Oh, they would, yeah, riots. They would, yeah. They yeah, would, they'd get, get everybody everything. wound up. And then after that, they would have some tea and go to church. Oh. It was, yeah, that's what happened. Roasting yeah, s'mores over the cars. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I'm all over TikTok watching people, like, dream these people they're like do your ears work we're just curious like you're surprised people walked out of their concerts i couldn't believe it i was like first off that's rage against the machine i'm going nowhere yeah that's a bucket list fan for me yeah yeah totally it's it's been funny to watch but anyway yeah uh, like and share pink's new video irrelevant yeah i'll I'll look it up it's really good sounds awesome sorry so let's jump into one of those songs real um I'm not going to start with my favorite. We'll start with a yellow t-shirt. Tell us a little bit about that song. Um, that was, uh, that was the first love song I ever wrote that didn't just like immediately go in the trash. Um, (laughs) 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 yeah, that was the only one where I was like, this one feels genuine enough. It's cheesy, but it's not incredibly cheesy. I was like, I think I can, I can sing this one and not feel like a total loser (laughs) or something, you know, like, so did you write that one alone? I did write that one alone, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you didn't have a co-writer of convenience on that one? I didn't, <laughs> no. I was, I was dog-sitting for a friend, so it was just the, the dog and I. Hey, the animals are great feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they get up and walk out of the room, it's not good. Yeah, I think she song. started howling at one point. I, oh, I nice. could hear it in the original recording. That's funny. That was your scratch track? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this song has kind of a 50s feel to me. And the weird part is it has country lyrics. So it's kind of funny because it has this doo-wop feel to it musically. And then it has country li- country lyrics to me. May not to, I thought your vocals were nice on that. Mm. Thank you. Um, you had a cool, the, my favorite part out of all the songs I listened to was that walk down. I think it was in G. You had a walk down, G, F sharp, E minor, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I thought... The way you did that, set that up, was awesome. The bridge, just awesome. And my favorite lyrics is, yellow t-shirt, well, it's not quite your size. I think you caught me staring, dare dreaming in your eyes. So I thought that was real cool lyrics. And then, but I have this question. So this is the one where I really noticed um, kind of a change in your vocals a little bit. And I kind of want to talk to you about it. So when you're ending a vocal phrase, in that song and a few others, but mostly in this song, rather than go up, you're kind of dropping down when you finish a phrase. And I was wondering, who is your vocal influence that kind of gave you that twist of doing that? Because I, every time I, th- I thought you were going to go up, you'd go down. And then when I was like, okay, she's going to go down. Nope, she'd go up. Gosh, I don't know. Um, I was I was pretty new to like singing at that point, so I think it was more the convenience thing again I was like oh I don't know if I'm gonna hit that note but I'm gonna hit the note that I can hit that I know I can hit with Hello. confidence mm-hmm. um yeah where, where I've gotten a lot more voice lessons since then and it's it's easier to kind of figure out where I'm gonna land but that one was that one in particular um I was just like as long as I can sell it like that's, so it was that's... just convenience sometimes I don't know <laughs> he's gonna rag you for that for the rest of the interview just ignore him it is something I've heard a lot of like blues artists do. I do and a lot. blues crossover artists. Yeah. And it's really awkward when I'm singing along and we just totally part ways. <laughs> hey, you could make a cool duet. You don't know. 
totally. You don't know. Usually I'm by myself and my my family's like, uh, can you stop? <laughs> no, my daughter will say that to me when I'm singing and I have headphones on. She's like, no, mom. <laughs> it's hard with the headphones. You can't, can't hear, hear yourself. yourself. <laughs> That, that, so that line, the um, your that yellow T-shirt's not quite your size. Um, that was the uh, that was from it was before um, I was dating my fiance, and uh, he I helped him move, and he had like his one clean shirt on that he had stuck in the dryer, and it was like shrunk up halfway on him. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I, I really like this guy. <laughs> so it was the T-shirt. It was the T-shirt. That, He's a keeper. That was, yeah, that's what that's he knows how to do laundry. <laughs> instruments do you play oh gosh um mainly just guitar and bass but i've i've been working on keys and i i, I do play flute too um but bass is is, is definitely my my strongest instrument um, and when did you start playing bass guitar uh 14 so oh, wow. it's been a while 
Did yeah. you do that in the church too? I did. My sister was the bass player, and nobody else played bass when she moved. And the pastor at the time was just like, oh, you're learning this. Here's the set. Learn it in a week. And <laughs> Yeah. So it was a matter of convenience. It was. It was. <laughs> Let's talk about Dance the Night Away. And this is interesting um, because it is so completely opposite from Yellow T-Shirt. It, it's almost like a completely different genre. It's a completely different groove. How do you go from one type of, of song or music, really, to another like that? Yeah, Um I don't know. Like it's it seems to work at shows as well. That that's like my biggest testing ground is like can I can I put the two in a show together and see if they work or mm-hmm. will people will people just like lose interest and leave. Um I play a lot of lot of shows and, and try to put myself in audience in front of audiences that don't know who I am that mm-hmm. that aren't going to be impressed as soon as a band walks in, you know, which there's lots of places in Austin to do that. That's one of my ways to kind of test to see if my theories of like, oh, if it makes people sway, you can put anything in a set as long as you're making them do this kind of movement, you know, and both of those songs kind of have a little bit of a sway. I don't know. It, Dance the Night Away. I, that one, uh, I just wanted to make people move on that one. That's that. Uh, it's it's one of those songs that uh, it's there's not a whole lot to the lyrics. It, it really is just a, it was when COVID first hit and I was like, shit, I'm not going to be able to dance with my friends <laughs> like that <laughs> blows, dude. And yeah, I was like um, I wrote this. With, I did co-write this one with uh, I was stuck in L.A. when all that went down. And uh, my friend happened to have um, a room full of guitars in L.A., uh, my friend Chris Payne. And uh, yeah, I, I was like just fucking around with this bass line and uh he he was like, oh, yeah. And he just started singing that chorus. I was like, I sang Dance the Night Away. And I was like, man, it's, it's I got to have something else there. And he's like, no, just repeat it. Just repeat that line. And I was like, oh, my God, that's such a great idea. Like, like it's, it's it makes it an anthem of wanting to dance at that point. Um, no, it's funny you mentioned that, because even after I heard it, I still couldn't remember the name of the song. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So I like the funky groove. Yeah. This is a real cool, cool bass groove, and I think it really kind of shows how you have some bass chops. It's just real cool and real catchy. There's a cool rhythm change on the bridge going to the chorus. I thought that was really cool. And then the guitar is tasteful because I'm, I love guitar. Dude, that that was a fun one. I, I actually got to play the solo on that one, and uh, I, I did um, a normal guitar, and then I did baritone guitar underneath oh. it so it was like kind of make like a instead of using an octave pedal like mm-hmm. just double up with on, on i like baritone a lot because it's a mix between bass and guitar so my question is is there's another song called dance the night away so have you developed a special promotion strategy for this song um you know mainly just uh doing reels um on tiktok and instagram and stuff um we have a few coming out to because uh, you're you know it's it's good to promote your old music as well on those mm-hmm. platforms because you never know like what which song is going to take off the right person needs to hear it and all of a sudden it's on a Toyota commercial or something but yeah that one um, my my biggest thing is you know just being silly and kind of dancing to reels <laughs> to promote it is the the best way to go about it from my, an artist at my level at least are you are you worried because it's a good song. And and when I write songs, I try to write titles that I've never heard before. And this one, uh, the when I first saw it, I thought, oh, she did a Van Halen cover. This is going to be interesting. I didn't even know that was. I'll have to listen to that. I haven't listened to the um, Van Halen's version or version their song. <laughs> but no, yours is totally different. As soon as you started playing, I was like, oh, this is a different creature. Let's check yeah. this out. Let's yeah. dig in a little deeper, folks. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, no, I, I thought you did a good job. I just, I just, I was just wondering if you're like, okay, I'm going to have this title and I'm doing it on purpose and then I'm going to do this pivot and then it's going to hit like this and people are going to be like, whoa, shit, fuck, you know? So that's. <laughs> Hopefully the last part, but um, no, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't even realize that Van Halen had a song called Dance the Night Away. Um, there's been a few though, when you type that into like Spotify, there's like a yeah. whole whole long list of that that specific title 
But yours think, is better than all those other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Let's make it go viral on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Ruby Dice, dance the night away. live show like for you if if i was to go to a show what would what would i see stole my question i shut you suck you so suck that's okay you always have 75 other questions it'll be fine that's true a live show huh man it's it's we stay pretty high energy i typically come out with a four piece um so guitar keys uh, bass drums yeah it's it's pretty high energy like we we really try to like make sure everybody's swaying at least if not on the dance floor um I, I for a while especially during covid um i was playing a lot of honky tonks um so and it depends on the room sometimes we'll um because i have so many 
uh, originals and covers that I know, um, I can kind of swing my set depending on where we're at and still be within my own vibe, um, try to be at least. Um, so, yeah, as long as we're we're keeping people moving and, and um, you know, there's, there's a lot going on stage. A lot of times I, I have my fog machines and my, my disco nice. balls and my lights and like it's it's pretty fun fun is is what we, i would describe it as <laughs> but but you're big enough to not be taking that stuff to all the shows thanks man yeah you know it it really depends like i i did um uh my ep release at sagebrush and that's like i, I just love the way that place looks and i was like if it's if you know it's gonna be filmed like that's gonna look really cool on 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 camera um so that one i i did bring my own stuff out too but yeah, you know, it really depends. Um, it depends. Yeah, I, I have played like the 310 stage and stuff. They don't really have disco balls um, in in a big room like that. But uh, yeah, I, I always have my big one, uh, bigger shows to kind of like put on stage next to me. I have a big vintage one that I can like step on and yeah, yeah, it's nice. it keeps it fun. Keeps you it fun. Step, you step on your disco ball? Well, not hard. The, like you get you gotta be gentle, otherwise there's shards of glass involved. <laughs> I had one year I put little mini Christmas decorations that were little mini disco balls, and uh, the cats got a hold of them, and then I stepped on a piece of the, the mirror. I don't recommend it. Yeah, it hurts. I, uh, I've, i like, learned to grab the disco ball with cloth. Otherwise, you just end up with, like, oh, for glass sure. in your hand. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, there's been a few, a few raves I've been to where someone was stupid enough to grab the disco ball, and I was like, so, oh, karma. So yeah. a serious question. Are you sad when you have to leave your disco ball home? Uh, a little bit, yeah. There's been a few gigs where they're like, maybe leave the disco ball. And I'm like, but why? But it's I bought this pretty. nice case for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just tell them you're part crow. You like the shiny things. And it yeah. makes you happy. It's just, All those things are true. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about my favorite one of the three that you sent us. Let's talk about Think Free. I don't know if it was just just I've, I'm having a day, but I really felt that. How did you write that? What was the inspiration behind that? Honestly, um, it, it kind of came from being raised in an evangelical home <laughs> um, where I was like, oh, man, it's it's uh, it's so valuable to like really take the time to ask yourself why you think those things and and find your truth within yourself of that stuff and not just like take it because that's what you were fed your whole life you know like that that's kind of what that song's about um is and and finding happiness within that like where where do you lie in your life where are you at that's going to make you the happiest and you know best for other people around you like like that's that's kind of the most important thing as far as i'm concerned when it comes to that kind of stuff like yeah i don't know so you're talking about basically trying to transition into your best self. Yeah, yeah, and and owning your own thoughts and understanding them and why they're there in the first place. I like that song a lot. My favorite lyric is, because I'm not living in your headspace, this kind of darkness only breeds hate. I thought that was a great line, and it kind of talks about how am I going to get to my better self? Where am I going to be at to get there? What's it going to take? Well, I can't think like this. I'm not going to yeah. think like this. I'm not going to be this person kind of thing. And I thought that was cool. The other thing was, of course, I enjoyed the solo. Of course, yeah, I, that was a very good I solo. really enjoyed the solo. Very good solo. And I have a question about that yeah. later on. This actually had a Desperado Riders in the Sky kind of feel to me. Yeah. And I mean, like, I was actually, I was like thinking, writers in this guy. You know, and mm-hmm. I heard in the background and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, we had a bullwhip in there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but as soon as it started playing, I was like, wait a minute. And I got on YouTube real quick and I was looking around trying to find, yes, it does, it does have that groove. So, anyway, that's funny. So, my question is, is, there's a lot of reverb on the guitar, it seems like to me. And I was like thinking, well, what kind of guitar and effects were used to create the sound on this? Because it has a different guitar texture on this one than the other two. Like the other two songs, um, Dance the Night Away, 
yellow t-shirt kind of have similar guitar effects not exact but they're similar but this one i think it's because of the riders in the sky feel to it the desperado feel to it that i was like there's something different about this this that solo was actually callaway that played that one and um that he he played that through a silver tone with the with the is there a reverb tank no there's not a reverb tank on a silver tone but he has um this little pedal i wish i would remember what it's called it's an orange one i can send you the specs of it later for sure he would know everything um <laughs> but uh yeah he played it through a silver tone maxed out and then uh a, um a little just reverb pedal um that he put on top of it and i think that was it i don't think he had any other effects on there um those those old silver tones are so cool if you ever get your mm-hmm. hands on one mm-hmm. um they're kind of like made like they're like super light but they're kind of made of cardboard so you can't be too rough with them um those like old sears type amps mm-hmm. no that's really cool because it was really wet in that song it was yeah and, but it but it it was right the wet feel was right for that song yeah yeah <laughs> what he said too yes thank you (laughs) i like her it's too late i already said it folks
like all your songs are different and that's that's an another thing i like because i write songs sometimes too you know you probably haven't heard them because you never went to check i went anyway. to youtube actually no oh, you did i did yeah and is that why I, you said hey that's ray yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I could he's not a stalker hair. he might be okay <laughs> I think all your stuff is really good. You have a good voice, too. Um, so what are you doing? This is my final question because I'm only getting a, given a certain amount, so I have to, like, really parse down. He would talk music for the next three hours. I would. Yeah. I have a, and I get it. I, I would, too. But, but um, unless he's going to start editing, we have to – I have to be an ass. <laughs> I'll give you two if you have two. No, I just I want to ask one thing. What do you do to keep your because you play a lot, you play out a lot and you do a bunch of different kinds of venues, you know, kind of like what we talked about earlier. Some have the disco balls, some don't. So my question is, is how do you keep your voice in shape? Because you play over 100 shows a year, correct? Easy, right? Close to three. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was a lot. You, You mentioned you know, I, that was new in my singing, and now I've had a few lessons. So how are you keeping your vocals in shape? Because it's pretty easy to keep your fingers in shape. You just play, you know, yeah. and get your body, you know, do what you need to do to keep yeah. your body healthy. But taking care of your vocals stuff. is yeah. totally different. So tell us about it. Uh, vocally, um, man, I was really going hard for, like, after through COVID, we were just not in a position to where we couldn't play and we were making more money at our gigs than we could at a day job so it was like oh well, well we're, we're gonna do this we feel safer doing this than um day jobs um because you could kind of like just slip in and out wear a mask yeah. you know? um but that's uh, what he said yeah <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it's it it was one of those things where like the last like six months i was like oh my god my vocals do not feel good and I feel like I'm getting worse every show and I was like all right pumping the brakes um canceled a bunch of shows or just switched it over if, if it was one of those shows that was kind of flexible um to my fiance and uh kind of gave my voice some time off um just really listening to your body it's you're an athlete if you're doing it all the time you know you have to treat it like an athlete would um and like cutting out certain things like oh, oh sugars and, and inflammatory so i'm gonna lay back on that for a second or like not drink a shot of tequila before a show you know that's terrible for your vocal cords or you know kind of kind of just really um taking it seriously and and um with the vocal lessons like i i do practice every day on on that kind of stuff um these days especially like trying to build up um i'm putting out a new album uh, with gordy quist producing it so just just uh really trying to like I don't know sometimes when you're trying to sound good it's like the opposite so like relaxing and 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 feeling your way through it and trying to figure out like it doesn't always it's not always the best thing to sound the best um if the attitude isn't presented right in the song so it's like trying to figure out how to like present my personality um the best way possible in in the vocals i guess um well you have a really good voice so you know you could use both i'm all personality to be honest with you (laughs) i'm just throwing it out there as soon as we get out there so tell tell us about your new album that you you're going to be working on yeah um i just had a you know i had a bunch of songs and i was just like you know i've i've kind of been doing like little things here and there um dance the night away and think free i did over at bud's recording on Cesar Chavez uh, with Anthony from uh, the Greyhounds okay. producing that one. So, yeah, that that was really cool. This one, I wanted it to be... The, the Greyhound sound is, like, a little rougher, uh, which is in a good way. Like, like more raw, I guess. Like, it sounds like the tonal... Dirty? Mm-hmm. It sounds dirty, yeah, which I like I like the dirty sound. <laughs> um, but, oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, this next one, this next set of songs, I was like, this this could stand to have, like, maybe a little more polish to it. And uh, Gordy seems like the guy to do that. I've, I've been doing a little crowdfunding for it, too. So that's where uh, 11 grand, I believe, which is pretty, pretty sweet. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. very awesome. And yeah. where can people find out more about you and the new album 
Um, RubyDice.com. Um, you can check out the Indiegogo. That has the most information as far as the new album. Yeah, I'm doing a thing on there where I'm having like crowd members help pick out songs for it. So. Oh, uh, that's neat. Yeah, kind of like. That's gutsy. Yeah, a little bit. Like you get the demos, <laughs> which some of you know most of them are just me in a in a living room um, messing around with stuff. Um, maybe on my computer, I'll if I hear a bass line and a lick, I'll I'll lay it down to a click track and kind of. For me, it's like almost like letting my crowd be the pre-production of it for me because I, I have so many songs. It's like which a lot of these are good songs. It's like which ones. Should, are the most cohesive to put on an album you know like um i sent him 21 songs I've, I've got a few more that i've written since then and i might replace a couple with because i'm like this one's for sure better than but right. we'll see yeah we'll see i don't want to send like 80 songs and and overload the poor man's ears either <laughs> you know so he <laughs> wouldn't like, listen to of you he yeah. wouldn't listen to him too he many. Would, my producer's like send me two it's like, but I have all this. And he's like, two. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he's done with those two, he's like, okay, more. He's like, all right, give more. me two more. What advice would you give a young singer-songwriter? Treat it like a business. You know, consistency is going to be your best friend. Um, posting a lot is going to help going live a lot on your social platforms. Like, like we live in a world where social media is your first, that, that is your business front. So, like, if you want to go play big stages, you're going to have to have followers on everything. You're going to have to have streams. Like, it's it's just kind of what um, COVID especially changed the the form of, of the music industry altogether. So, for me, that's really exciting. Like, like, that puts the ability all into the artist's hands to really put it out there and be seen as, you know, money at the end of the day really helps. <laughs> It's a huge help. Money's magic. Sometimes, <laughs> especially around build time, that's when it becomes really useful. Build time, you know, uh, getting stuff, making music videos is super expensive. So, like, if, um, for me, like, one of the ways I'm finding uh, ways to do that, because we don't have, like, a ton of money all the time, you know, like, it's, you, you, you work a year to afford a big video or something, or you work a year to afford a big album. Instead of doing that, like, teaming up with local businesses that, can you can find ways to advertise their products within your genre of what you're already doing? That's that's been a big one for me. Like um, I've teamed up with uh, Treaty Oak a few times to get some stuff made, and and uh, that's super helpful. You know, for for if if you're going to be doing this full time, like music isn't always the most lucrative career <laughs> out there, but you can make it work. You if you you've got to be creative and consistent though. That's that's the biggest things and, and practice. Make sure you know how to play that instrument and put on a good show too this list is getting too long dang it <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding oh yeah and there's this other thing yeah <laughs> and okay then one when more. you're done doing everything do some more <laughs> that is true my mind my brain never ever stops about music it's always when i'm sleeping it's going yeah you know some of my best songs i've 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 woken up in the middle of the night because i had a whole song in my head and it's like oh my gosh like i've got to go write this down real quick or something you know like those those cheat dream songs <laughs> so i've never had one of those everybody talks about that i get mine when i'm driving and i can't write them down or hit record or nothing i'm like god oh, yeah. damn it yeah <laughs> i was gonna say I, I write a lot of mine in the car too and just record it and like there's tons of my voice memos just being like, bah, 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 in the car. <laughs> One time I was in the car and I was going to a show and I got an idea and I like grabbed my phone and I hit record and I was like, blah, 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 song idea 2468. This is what it's about. Blah, 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 blah. And something happened and I like it fell across the side of the car so I couldn't get it. So I was like, la, 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 leaning <laughs> over while I was driving. <laughs> Here you swearing at traffic 15 minutes later. <laughs> Brent, did you have any other questions? I have nothing else. I'm just glad, Ruby, that Miss Ruby dies, that you uh, decided to interview with us and talk with us and share what's going on with you. Thank you so much for coming on and just hanging out with us. And maybe when we do a follow-up interview with you, like maybe before you release the album, you can bring yeah. your 
husband with his crazy name. And it's yeah. convenient. If yeah. it's convenient. Oh, yeah. It's convenient. We can make it convenient. Only if it's easy. <laughs> there in the other rooms. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Sound Pollution today. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to us on social media so you can keep up with what you're doing. For the love of God, download and buy our shit. I would be lying if I said I wasn't getting a little bit discouraged. It's and not yes, actual makes- shit, though, that we're selling. You shouldn't. I need I mean, to say that. If you want me to, if you want me to, I can make plastic shit and put our fucking name on it. I don't know. I oh, don't I thought know. you were going to say you're actually going to start selling that. If somebody will buy it at this point, I guess. I, there, I, there is a market for that. Ew. I don't know if we want them to be our fans. But. Ew. <laughs> we don't. We don't. I can make prank poop, like the plastic kind. If you were one of those listeners, it. do not let her judgmental turn you what off. What the fuck? You started that. Just download <laughs> and comment. I know, I know, I know she can be horrible sometimes, but remember, your Uncle Brent loves you. Whatever, I'm not horrible. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, All right, everybody, that is it for the show. Get out there and remember to make some noise.